is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I love when calls to heart. This is ridiculous. <laughs> if he does this without knocking something over, I'll be impressed. Hey, it's Panda. <laughs> I got thirsty. I like when calls the heart. I'm Dan. This show's really going downhill. <laughs> I despise when calls the heart. And this is, is the, the Deck, Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Podcast. Hello, everybody. Doing it today. Another Thursday, another episode of Wind Calls the Heart. Wind Calls the Heart. Please let me know. Wind Calls the Heart. Oh, what is this show? T- what's the title even mean? Wind Calls the Heart? Yeah. I don't know. It's from a book by Jeanette Oakey. <laughs> Oakey. 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 I'll take your word Oakey, for it. if you say so. Uh, but we're in season three, y'all. Kind. It's like an in-betweener. Oh, mm. it's a tweener. It's a tweener. Have you heard about that Creed cover band? Tween and uh, the tweeners. tween girls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sing and Creed they covers. sing Creed songs. Dude, and it's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's so good. I wish I remember the name of that band, <laughs> but I don't. Creed. Credence. It was something Credence. Credence, uh, <laughs> Credence Summer. Yeah, I don't know. Teens. <laughs> I don't know. Credence oh, Summer. Oh, Spring. Teams. It was because uh, no. Credence Spring. I will, get, yeah. I will never give Credence to, to spring. spring. Credence to Spring. Yep, Creed. Yeah, how did it turn into a, a tweet? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Teen Girl uh, Creed cover band. I don't know. It just did. What, what do you mean turn into? It always has been. I'm <laughs> sorry. You're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> when calls are hard, it's good stuff. Listen, when I'm wrong, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm wrong with arms wide open. When <laughs> calls the heart. What was that supposed to be? Really Can you like tell me what? Oh, really? It was supposed to be all by myself. calls the heart. <laughs> um... If you want uh, not that, like if you want to enjoy something other than that, uh, be sure to check out Philo. Yeah. Our good friends at Philo have plenty of stuff that's not that. Uh, so much stuff that's not that, in <laughs> fact. Uh, and you should go check them out. Philo, thanks for, uh, thanks for the love. Uh, <laughs> what were you up to? Were you thinking, thinking the big I am? <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs up for Philo. Big I am. Big I am. Thanks, Philo. There it is. <laughs> big I am. Shout out to the big I am. It's the longest way. It's the longest way to thank God, I think. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> so uh, we're talking one calls the hearts. New Year's wish. New us. <laughs> New Year's wish. The you guys uh, have a good New Year's. Oh my gosh, so good, man. Hey guys, what's your New Year's resolution? <laughs> I remember Dan's. What was it? You don't do New Year's resolution. That's right. I don't. You're accurate. I don't remember what mine's. Uh, do you guys remember uh, last year, 2020, when it was like twenty twenty? It was February. It's going to be our year, and no. I was still asking yes. people. That's why I did the bit yeah. just now. It's just brought bit. it back. Yeah. How was I your twenty twenty? How. I, uh, it went. It happened. Well, did you think when we were in, in, in January in that tiny office space talking doing the New Year bit that 2020 was going to happen? Because, boy, we were in for it. I had an inkling. You had an inkling? Yeah. You do just you didn't think, say do anything? Do you think Deltex made it? I hope not. <laughs> there was, we were in this office complex, and there was a company down the hall 
called Deltex. And we just knew that because their placard said Deltex. And for literally no reason, we all decided it was a terrible <laughs> company. We don't know anyone that works there. We just had to walk by it every day. And so we determined Deltex, Deltex was bad news. Yep. Yeah. I but, once walked by their placard and I, I moved it halfway out. <laughs> I didn't throw it on the ground. I just kind of just pushed it a little bit off center. Like we, they became our mortal enemy. <laughs> yeah, they did. I, we, they, they were could, really sweet. They I, could literally help impoverished people do great things or just be completely nonprofit. And we were like, Delta is the worst. But they're not, they're not above board. They're not above board. They're not yeah. above board. Everything's not in front. One calls the heart a New Year's <laughs> wish is what we're talking about today. I wish. For you. This was, if you remember, watching all of this the show. End, the end of season two comes, and uh, we see Jack and um, Charles. Jack's watching Charles Char- propose. Jack and Charles. Char- 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 <laughs> Jack is watching Charles propose <laughs> to Elizabeth, and come to find out, apparently that was close to the holiday season. Is what we are going to find out here. Is apparently the season we were watching took place around the holidays. And that's my biggest wait what? And you're just you're just sweeping it out right now. Yeah, apparently there were no Christmas decorations anywhere, but that proposal happened sometime in December. Oh boy, it's off to a good start. Feeling good about Winkles the Heart. Hope Valley. New Year's Wish. It originally aired on December twenty sixth. Woo! Man, in twenty fifteen Hallmark was like Christmas is over. Bring on the New Year's. And I appreciate that. And I want a little something like this. We pick up. We pick up right where we left (laughs) off. Uh, Elizabeth goes to find Jack. Jack is chopping wood in the woods, thank God. And uh, it's like, I I just saw Charles proposing to you. Um, Maybe we're just not meant to be. And Elizabeth is like, no, Charles and I are done, though. And then she gives Jack a big old kiss to remind him what he's missing. Rosemary receives an exciting letter from a newspaper, and they want to do a story on how New Year's is celebrated out in the frontier. What? Rosemary uh, submitted an essay uh, about Hope Valley, and it won. Jack tells Elizabeth that he's been doing a lot of thinking while he's chopping wood out there in the woods um, and says, you know what, let's move past Charles because... We uh, we don't have him anymore in the show. <laughs> that Marcus did not. Marcus didn't re up. Marcus didn't re up, and so I feel good about moving on. At school, a young boy is seen running outside. Elizabeth goes to see who is this young rapscallion, and uh, this boy's trying to steal wood from the school. So maybe that wood that that he chopped in the woods, and um, and he's trying to be the new pockets. He's yeah. trying to. He's trying to be he's a new pocket. Pockets and to the reckoning. Elizabeth invites him in, but the boy just drops all the wood and dashes off, which is something that pockets would have never done. No, no, no. Pockets, pockets never stands leave. up. That's exactly like a right. man. That's right. Pockets wannabe is in the cafe at nighttime, attempting to take food, um, pocket food, if you will. Uh, Abigail and Elizabeth talk to the boy. His name's Cody. Uh, they give him a meal. Um, they say. Uh, you can have some chicken, and Dang. he says... Hillary Duff in that movie. Agent Cody Banks. Man, what a time. So yesterday. So yesterday. <laughs> Tracy's excited about Cody Banks being in this. Jack comes out here. My mic must be muted. Uh, Jack comes over and tries to find out more about Cody, but he's like, I don't know who you are, sir. 
Uh, but eventually he gives up the information and says, I have a sister named Becky. She's sick. She's lying in the woods. I'm just trying to get some chicken for her. Not all for me. Trust me. Uh, Jack, Elizabeth, Abigail, Cody, the gang, they go to find Becky and they take her back to the cafe. Uh, Abigail uh, takes uh, takes Cody, takes Becky. She's going to stay at, uh, at Abigail's, the cafe, for a while. And Cody offers to do chores in exchange for room and board and some more chicken. Jack then uh, takes breakfast from Abigail's to Bill, who is still in jail. If you recall, Bill was up to Shady Doings, gets arrested. But was he up to Shady Doings? Who knows? Bill says that Constable Houston is the one who's guilty. Jack is not so sure. The next day, Jack and Constable Houston enter the jail. They're talking. They're chit-chatting. They're doing constable stuff. And they realize Bill's nowhere to be found. He escaped from prison, and he took weapons. Jack then tells uh, Constable Houston, Bill must be armed. We should go try to find him and not die. Bill is seen riding off on a horse, goes into the woods, uh, is digging up a box. Jack and Constable Houston... Uh, move on in. They got the guns. They got them. They got them cornered. Uh, Constable Houston then turns the tables, reveals that he's the bad guy. Wow! Uh, he makes Jack drop the gun, points it directly towards Bill. He then shoots. The gun's empty. They saw him coming from a mile away. We get a gun fist fight situation, and eventually Bill ends up uh, and saying, "Constable Houston, you're done here, sir." Rosemary and Lee and the crew, they, uh, they're going to plant a tree. Um, apparently, the uh, contest that Rosemary entered requires her to be married. So Lee agrees to act like her husband. They do an interview. It doesn't go well. There's this dude named Jesse who's in town who uh, seems to be up to no good. He finds Pastor Frank, and he calls out Pastor Frank, which I think we're all on board with. Uh, Keeps calling Pastor Frank, Matt, who's Matt? Frank tells Jesse to leave, but he replies, I'm going to stick around. The doctor talks to Abigail and Elizabeth and uh, tells Abigail that, uh, listen, eventually after these kids are better, like let's think in the grand scheme of things. We are like these boys, these kids aren't yours. Like what are you going to do? Cody overhears this and he runs away. He's like, I'll get a head start. Uh, Jack spreads the word. The kid's missing. Bill and Jack go and find him. That's that. Nora and Henry uh, Gowan, you know him? They uh, make plans for dinner. Gowan and Bill chat. Gowan says that he knows people in high places and says, if I were you, I'd sleep with a gun under my pillow. In fact, I wouldn't be sleeping at all. So Gowan still has it. Uh... Clara fetches a doctor, uh, and uh, Becky's fever is getting real bad. The doctor says this could be bad. Uh, Elizabeth and Jack are out on a boat in a lake. They talk about life. They talk about death. They talk about uh, how they're feeling. Um, And and Jack says, we're going to make some memories together. They row off. Um, Rosemary ends up confessing to the reporter that she and Lee are not married, but the people of Hope Valley are her family. And he's like, oh, I knew this all along. Elizabeth and Abigail talk a little bit about uh, the situation and Cody tells uh, uh, Becky it tells her that Becky's sleeping um, and he goes up there and he says hey me and Pastor Frank prayed for you Uh, bad boy Jesse and uh, he's back at it with Frank and he um, is like man I'm going to tell everybody about you and uh, Pastor Frank grabs Jesse by the collar and tells him quote 
you know what I'm capable of. And I'm like, what, prayer? Uh, Jesse then goes back to the saloon and uh, uh, receives mail inside as a wanted poster for Pastor Frank. Dead or alive. At the school, the kids perform um, the I Am the New Year poem. Mm. And then everyone sings Amazing Grace. We, collectively, the three of us, stood up and joined them for reasons I'm not fully aware of, aside from the fact that we thought it was over and lunch was coming soon. <laughs> the doctor and uh, and Abigail bring Becky over, so I guess she's doing good. The fireworks go off. Jack and Elizabeth kiss. Abigail looks on like she's just got away with something. And that, my friends, was when Wait, calls the, the heart. heart New, New Year, Year morning. We did it, everybody. We did it. We did it. Boy. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to break this episode special thing uh, down with four segments here on Deck the Homework. Man, I'm bummed, boys. What are you bummed about? That last synopsis kind of sounded that way. I'm bummed, boys. What are you bummed about? I just don't, I mean, I don't have, I don't know what to watch anymore. Can I offer? When calls the heart, the latest season's over. Can I offer a bit of uh, just a suggestion? What? Philo. It's right there on your shirt. What is it? Philo is a streaming service offering over 60 channels of TV. Did you say six? 60. Whoa! That's right. And it costs like under a third of what you'd pay for like one of the bigger boys. TV or a Hulu. You get the DVR Unlimited. Oh. You get get all your realities. You get your Lifetime, your Hallmark, your BET, your VH1, your AMC. All the good stuff in one place for very little money. But guess what? It gets even better. What? With the link I'm about to give you, you're going to get 25% off of that for two months. So write this 25%? Down. Two months, you're going to get that off. Sheesh. Write this link down if, you, if you're really bummed. Okay. You ready? All right. Philo.tv slash DTH. DTH, got it. Hey, you got kids, Brian? I can do. I have two. There's Nickelodeon and other kids stuff. Philo's for everybody. It's for everybody. I you got to get that. on that, buddy. I wrote down philo.tv slash DTH. That's right. 25% off. Two months. I'm going to go do that now, everybody. <laughs> We're back. Yay. We're talking about When Calls the Hard New Year's Wish. Man, there was that big old uh, cliffhanger at the end of season two. What's going to happen? Uh, is she going to say yes to Marcus uh, Rosner? And we get all of our answers here in New Year's Wish, thank God. Uh, and I'm going to start with my friend Panda. Panda, what did you think about this special, this hour and, uh, well, the two-hour two hour special we watched in an hour 25, no commercials? <laughs> yeah, sure. So, uh, first of all, season three, which is good. Uh, glad to get the, the stink of season two off of us. Uh, however, lingers, it's not going yet. Yeah. Uh, it's a little better. It's an improvement. We had a, a really great scene with uh, some trickery on Jack's part. Guys getting punched with a gun. Uh, that was cool. I'm glad we spent most of the time in Hope Valley. Uh, wanted that. Still a lot of really boring stuff. Uh, that said, uh, at least it was more action-filled. We had a kid whose life was in jeopardy uh, with the with the fever uh, you have some happenings going on around the town. We stayed in Hope Valley. We stayed in Hope Valley. Uh, it, like so, overall, overall, an improvement over what we have recently seen. I'm not saying it's 
good, but I am saying it was at least a little bit of a relief. Still, still relatively dull. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think that this could just be what we get with this show. Oh no, no, I agree. This is uh, definitely a forward motion, um, and it definitely went quicker than the last long boy we watched uh, last week. Um, there's some fun stuff. I'm intrigued by a couple of things. The Pastor Frank storyline, I think, is interesting. Um, you know, uh, and so I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited about the the future. I'm excited about oh, season three. I'm excited about where we go. Um, you know, Elizabeth and Jack are back at it, which I think we're all just like yeah, crazy yeah, hands emoji all day long. Um, and I'm excited about I'm excited about season three. I think this set up a few things that are at least intriguing. Um, for the forward motion of of the show heading into season two, your synopsis was pretty low key, and I I there's a reason why. It's because the the show is really boring. Is it better than season three, season two? Sure, I just don't think this show has any right to ever be an hour and twenty five minutes of straight TV. I think they try to stretch things way too thin when there's hardly anything to stretch. And so, was there? You know, five minutes or so that were just actually entertaining and I could watch, yes. But it's hard to think about watching any more 85-minute episodes of When Calls the Heart. And I'm, I'm the fact that they were in Hope Valley the whole time and the fact that we just got Jack and Elizabeth back together really are the only two reasons to give this a higher mark than season two. Um, really boring, guys. It's really boring. It's not fun to watch. It's hard to watch. I'm hoping that a 42-minute boy will do us right next week, though. Here, here's, here's, I think, one of the reasons why I'm kind of tepid on the show moving forward. We've seen the Christmas movies from the past, right? Yeah, yeah. And people told us, they were like, you're going to really like the Christmas shows once you get to know the characters mm-hmm. more. And in retrospect, we now know the characters. Abigail Stanton having a potluck still is boring. It's still boring. Like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, it's still a boring plot. Yeah. And so, um, and this is us knowing knowing the characters. I, I don't know what you want from us. Like, it's just... it. What's the consensus best season of When Calls the Heart? Because we talked about this. The IMDb user ratings are not helpful because in season two the imdb user ratings are like nine in season eight they're like 6.7 like based upon imdb users that watch the show they hate the new seasons of when calls the heart whereas the people that comment say just try to power through the early seasons the later seasons are better i don't know what's the consensus best season of when calls the heart what is it let us know is it when mountie jack is still around where i just need to know what it is surely if it's it's a season they'll give me something to look forward to season three or four that would be They'll wonderful, a, yeah. but right. I'm not I'm not banking on that. I think you should. I think you should take it to the bank. Take Travel, it to the bank. Traveler's Rest Credit Union. Ooh. They have a special. They have a special for me taking things to that sign bank? Sign-up special. What's the sign-up special? Buy one, get one. Buy one what? Buy one special, get one special. What's the special? The special's two for one. No. Did Rick Dilby write this he for did. you? He wrote this. It was, it's a very long setup to a very bad George Foreman At some joke. point in the future or the past... We rig and you get in it about trademarks and patents um, on take the day off. Has that has that happened yet or not? It's hard. For me I mean, to we remember. record it every day, so I don't know. It's the last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the viewer, listeners can help us out because I haven't. You know, I don't listen to that show. Did you hear about that? Take yeah, the day off. Yeah, coming I heard about take it. the day off. Last week of it. This week. I wonder how they're going to finish. You think they're going to finish big? <laughs> I think they're going to. I think they're going to finish. I think it's going to be a good bit. Yeah. Uh, that's my guess. You think so? I'm a little worried. No, my guess is that it's going to be a bit that I. Uh, 
cherish really the rest of my life. Mm. This should be something. We'll see. Friday only comes around once this week. Uh, Friday all comes around every week. I'm all sorry. the feels. Part of the show we talk about what in this episode uh, of When Calls the Heart titled New Year's Wish. Uh, <laughs> Are you going to fall asleep over there? <laughs> no. Gave us some feels. Uh, big fight scene. Uh, yeah. yeah. A little trickery on Jack's part. Oh, I love trickery. There was a gun, and then the gun had no bullets. And then somebody got a gun with bullets. He went to prison. There was no bullets. Then somebody got a gun with bullets. But no one shot anything. No, so no gosh, That's no. key. But still, it was the prospect of somebody getting shot. And there, I'm there for it. You're there for it. Wow. There was some punching. Yeah, a little Yeah, bit. it was violent. I mean, guys, I've already said how I feel. Pastor Frank, that storyline with uh, Jesse, what is his deal? Um, I'm intrigued by it. And it gave me feels to see uh, a storyline pull me in. I didn't feel like I had a single storyline aside from the courtroom last season that didn't turn into a storyline. But doesn't Frank in season two say, like, my, I'm, I'm not happy about my past and like I'm trying to make a new start. Doesn't he say that? He does say that, but we don't know what it is. And what what has he done to make it to where he's wanted for five hundred? He's bones. wanted dead or alive. Dead or alive. Like that's serious. Maybe it's over a woman. Maybe he really wants Jesse's girl. I, that, that that I mean, that makes sense. I mean, he's been. <laughs> Go ahead. He's been working for a while. He's been working for a while. He's been working for a while for it. You want to go ahead? Yeah, sure. Um, the um, the scene that Panda talked about would be mine as well because it actually had a little bit of like action and intrigue where they do the double cross on the um, the constable and they don't load the gun. It's a whole thing. Now, why would the constable of 20 plus years not check his gun to see if it was loaded after it was handed to him? I don't know the answer to that question, uh, and it is a nagging one that we may get to in the wait what's. But nevertheless, to kind of put a bow on one of the worst plot lines of all time, like every time in season two they went to Bill Avery, it was like, who cares? Because we know he's going to be around. We know he's a good guy. And so there was no sense of urgency with that storyline, but this was a nice way to put a bow on that storyline and never have to deal with it again. So I like that scene, I guess. That's all I got. Well, I'm not as impressed by the Frank thing as you are. I, I think it's just, I think but early on. did you on, see the way that. Um, I think early that, on they made him a good guy. And now they're trying to make him a bad guy again. And it's bad writing and storytelling. That's what I think. I think they've clearly made him a good guy. And now they're trying to actually. Because we know that Jesse's going to stick around. He's not going anywhere. But did you see how she was looking at him with those eyes? What about. You loving him. Oh, I just know it. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break. He was thinking about it in in, her, in his arms. Yeah, late late at night. Yeah. You so, know what I wish? Wish so. we could go to break. Yeah, we will right here on deck the, the hallmark. hallmark. Deck the hallmark. Oh, yeah. We're back. When goes the heart? New Year wish. It's a New Year's wish. It's got to be New Year's wish. New it can't be New Year new wish. Uh, We're going to look it up. This is good. This is good radio here. Mm. How's new it been going, Dan? It's been going great. How about you, man? Yeah, man. So is this solid. Ring, so solid. Is it like a titanium or uh, silicone? No, 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 or? Silicone. 
want tattoo? silicone? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I just went with the tattoo. Yeah. No, that's good. It's the good. way that I do it. Now you're, that I don't have to worry you're about it. You're, you are. You're on my heart. Just like a tattoo. Ooh. <laughs> a New Year's wish, everybody. It's time for the way. What is part of show? We talk about what in this episode of television gave us the wait. What's uh, panda? Uh, so art girl. Uh, whose dad doesn't want her to do the art. Yep. Yes, didn't make it in the synopsis, unfortunately. Somehow. Yeah, somehow. That synopsis was chock full. <laughs> Couldn't have, didn't have room for it. Didn't have room for it. Uh, the, the only thing that's kind of baffling to me is at one point she goes to school. It's first thing in the morning because they introduce Cody to the class. <laughs> and then she just gets up and walks out. And Elizabeth goes after her and she says, hey, where are you going? She goes, my dad needs him to help uh, pack up the... Wheats? Uh, I think Was she it? said, I have it written down here. My dad needs help with the wheats. <laughs> My dad needs help with the wheats. Was that like W-H-E-A-T-S? Like like the wheats? <laughs> we could talk about that. But the more confusing thing to me is, why did you even show up at school? It's first thing in the morning. Dressed You're there up, for three minutes. Got there for three minutes. Said, so I'm going to have a heart out. Five minutes. Yeah, dad, gotta- dad needed me. I, I gotta get I going. I just wanted to There's see what was popping do. today. I don't know what. Yeah, new kid. I'm out. Like what? What's happening? There? That didn't make any sense. The wheats are actually these neighbors. And oh, the wheats oh, are the worst. The wheats are. He needs some. Like they are. They're. They're imposing. They're imposing on their land. Yeah. The chairs are way better. You need help. They, the wheats said they would stay when their power was out for like maybe a night, and they've been there a they, month. They haven't left. Oh my goodness! The worst. It's unbelievable. Uh, the only other thing is uh, the the girl who ends up getting the fever goes real high, and then uh, she she goes to the church. She gets better. She goes to the church or no, the school at the very end where everyone's singing "Amazing Grace," and then at the very end, the doctor. Takes her and he's like, "Hey, we need to get you to the big city because you you might have an infection. It could be really bad." <laughs> My question is, why would you let the yeah. girl go to the school? She's clear. Like he's like, "Man, we gotta go tomorrow." Like, and, and not only that, she didn't make it in time. No, she, she didn't missed make the it whole in time. Thing. She missed her brother's song entirely. But yet they thought it was important enough for her to try to get. I there. don't understand. Whatever. Maybe she heard from outside walking up. Oh, everybody singing? Yeah. When Pockets did, Jr. froze on Amazing Grace? Yeah. I have a couple of things. Pockets wouldn't have froze. No, no Pockets wouldn't have. No ever. way. No way, Jose. Pockets doesn't freeze. That's exactly right. Um, at the, the beginning of this episode, Jack, uh, Elizabeth comes to find Jack uh, cutting wood in the wood, woods. And um, he's like, I saw I saw what happened. And she's like, of with, with, uh, with the guy proposing, Charles proposing. And she's like, how much did you hear? And he's like, um, I heard enough, but it wasn't any of my business, so I left. Listen, if someone is proposing to the love of my life, yeah. you better believe I'm listening to the whole Sticking thing. Around. Sticking this, around. Listen, that's just, I'm, I am not a good enough uh, human to just be like, that's their business. Like, no, I'm all in on that situation, that conversation. Do you, uh, the, 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 the restraint it takes to not only... Not uh, not to go like just sock the guy, but also to walk away and not listen to the conversation. Yeah, it's no, bold. No, no. It's, it's a bold move. Yeah, I don't know why they also f- like. It's the tale of it's the tale of two jacks. Like Jack is either hunky hunk or he's like the least confident person in the world. It doesn't make any. And sense. It is such a weird weird thing that they got going on there. Um, that's all they got. Dan, when is this? Yeah. Like, when is this happening? I, I don't, we know it's 1910, 11, but we are to assume 
that the show takes picks up right where it left off, which means she was getting proposed to on December 26th. And they're having full-blown school all week in between new Christmas and New Year's, working on this New Year's thing. I know it's 1910, but there's no way kids are going to school every day, all day long, on the 26th of December. Maybe they were celebrating like a different I don't year. understand. Like Next. It was a Chinese New Year celebration. Yeah, yeah, it, that would be in January, February, March, <laughs> before we get too offensive. Uh, no, th- it's a different time of the year. It is. My point. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't so, saying anything. So maybe... Oh, you mean maybe all of that's happening for that New Year's? Yes, that's what I'm saying. And they have so a maybe it's, New it Year's wasn't, play it wasn't for Chinese New yes. Year. Yes. Okay. I don't know. I don't know uh, what to say. Uh, guys, I'm trying. This constable who's been dirty and he's 20 some years in the business, he shows up. Jack hands him a gun. This guy has kept his identity a secret. His And he doesn't check the gun. Like every action movie you ever see, when someone throws you a gun, they click that thing to make sure it's loaded. This guy just like I trust you, man. Like it, it that that scene was just real bad. Uh, uh, Kevin tells Pascal this isn't a list; it's the Magna Carta. No, like I mean, I guess they're both technically lists, but you know, the Magna Carta wasn't super long. I mean, it was a couple pages. I mean, I think in their writing it was like thirty pages, but like that's really big writing. Like, and if you typed it up, it was like three thousand words. So, like, you know, I mean, I guess maybe that works. Um, they it requires four grown men to lift and move one not fully grown tree. This tree is maybe twelve feet tall. The trunk is like you know. Eight, 10 inches in diameter, and there are four guys holding that thing around like it is made of lead. And that doesn't check out at all unless they just needed somebody to be an extra and get some credit. Uh, Cody Pockets 2 looks like Kevin McAllister. Why is Gowan a good guy all of a sudden? Like, they're literally just making the absolute worst person alive. He blamed a woman's husband's death on her. You cannot recover from that. And this guy now all of a sudden has a heart and he cares about the community. That is, I'm going to bring it up every episode. I'm going to bring it up every single episode. There's no way that that flies. What if Gowan um, was always right? What if it was Abigail's husband's but fault? But the, the things he says are like irrefutably menacing and maniacal and evil, right? And he still does say a couple of yeah, things in this episode. Yeah, kind of. Sure. But, they're but he does seem like happier. He's starting to be filled with wonder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And filled I love wonder that. Of, that's the, it's Hope Valley rubbing off on him. Yeah, it's not Cole Valley anymore. It's Hope Valley. Cole, that's he's exactly right. Can I interest you in some, oh, I don't know, Amazing Grace? Yeah, well, speaking of Amazing Grace, what's Pockets Jr. doing? I mean, did he, could he not sing Amazing Grace because he was nervous or because he forgot the words to Amazing Grace. Which one's worse? I, I think forgetting the words is worse. But it seemed it like worse. he just gets up there with all the confidence in the world. And he's like, amazing. <laughs> he got through amazing. <laughs> like, you're off and running. Trains left the station, bro. This is the easy part now. And then he freezes up. There are 12 people in the crowd. That could be it. That just didn't make any he's sense to He's new to, to the either. city. Maybe got the jitters. But he got he went up there with all the confidence in the world and got amazing. Sometimes you get the yips, Dan. I I think what you want from me. I think he started too high and he realized it quickly. Amazing, because he did start pretty high and he was like, "Oh, dang it!" 
I guess wherever you start, it's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It is, it's not going to. Um, it's not the I once. It's the once. He hey, got. Rockets. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm going to make it up to you. Uh, he never did. No, he, he does never not. That's <laughs> still one of the best videos and of that, all time. And, and doing so does make it up to us. <laughs> Francis Scott off key. I love I love that entire. <laughs> if you've not watched the video of Carl Lewis singing the National Anthem, guys, just go do it. Did you get it, Dan? I did it. Uh, it's time for the hopes and values. It's part of the show we talk about things in this episode that give us hope for the future and or bum us out as well. Dan, Panda. Daniel uh, Panda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gowan turning good. Unlike Dan, I'm here for a good redemption arc. Uh, it's about time we've had one. Uh, Valley. Uh, <laughs> Not a Jack's, lot of redemption in Wind Calls the Heart. Yeah. Jack has yet, his brother is still gone, and we were not located in Hamilton at any point, and that kind of saddens me. You wanted to be back. I so you're on, I, on board. I kid, I kid, I kid. These should be the reverse. Your hope should be we weren't in Hamilton anymore. And your valley should be they're going to try to make Gowan a good guy. No, I stand by what I said. Uh, my valley my valley is uh, I, I want a little bit more action, and I just don't think we're going to be getting much of it. I think that we're, we're up for the next episode. I think it's going to be slow. My hope is that now that Charles is out of the picture and we're not in Hamilton anymore, it's just, you know, not smooth sailing, but like no yes. dumb riffs between Elizabeth and Jack. Like, I just want these two yeah. to fall in love. Do and you not get the feeling there's going to be some more riffs, though, Bran? I'm sure there might, but, but, the, but the riff of the magnitude of Hamilton, we're not going to have yeah. that anymore. I right. just want, listen, they'll disagree about some stuff. I'm sure Jack will still feel insecure for reasons I don't know. Have you looked in the mirror? Um, but, you know, just I, I think that we are hopefully on the up and up. Um, and my uh, my valley is the that uh, that new pockets is uh, going to be bumming me out if he becomes the new pockets. Yeah, he's going to be the new pockets. Um, I don't really have a hope. I mean, maybe the show's getting a little bit better. The Valley's Gowan. The Valley is, is Gowan. I, I don't... Redemption. To have a bad guy as good as Gowan and to just decide, no, we'll just make him mayor without an election and then make him a good guy is bad. It's just bad. Bad all the way around. Pockets watch? No. No. Pocket watch? Uh, no. Kind of. Not my pockets, though. Oh Not my, my pockets. No. Uh, smolder. Smolder counts. It was up for me. Like he's chopping wood. Mm. He's got mm. some good scenes. Give me, give me five and a quarter. Five and a quarter. Yeah, I, I, I'll do five and a quarter. Okay, double five and a quarter. You want to make it a triple? <laughs> it's quarter, a triple five and a quarter. We did it, everybody. What's calling my heart? What is calling my heart? You can email us, hello at deckthehomer.com. Let us know what is calling your heart. What's bringing you joy right now? Who do we have to ask? Beth Ann Smith. Hello, the guys. What's hello. calling my heart is the change in seasons. Winters are hard with five kids who have too much energy, so I'm grateful right now that I can send them out into the yard to play and spend evenings on the ball field. Uh, also, spring brings one of my favorite things, the blooming of my irises. We have several hundred irises in the flower beds wow. around our house, and they thrill my soul. Thanks for the happiness that you and your podcast bring to me each day. I'm so thankful to have found y'all. Well, we read it a little bit late because now we are in scorched earth mode here in they uh, no South they Carolina. you know but they they still bloom but the irises are doing They're great and I'm great. sure wherever Beth is the weather's nicer than That's the right. 98 if, that it is here. Yeah, if the 
winters are so bad that her kids can't go outside, chances are right now, now it's still perfect. Feeling now it's good. perfect. That's exactly so. Right. Congratulations. We yeah, did that calls my heart too. Yeah, mm. me too. Yeah, but boy, it's hot outside. It is hot. Um, shout out to Philo for these sweet sweatshirts. Sweatshirts. <laughs> um, no, really, it is the most comfortable sweatshirt it I've is. ever worn. It's just also I got to take it off if I uh, need to go. You know, oh, outside the mail. Be, that would be brutal. Yep. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow with um, uh, uh, what's it called? Mop classic. <laughs> My, My Christmas, Christmas love. love. My Christmas love. Love. Mm, that's the one. We're looking forward to it. Until then. Merry Christmas. Christmas. We're not even trying. Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam podcast network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com.